You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Trailcast. If you want to sponsor the Trailcast, shoot me an email to trailcast at mountainbikeradio.com. If you want to support Mountain Bike Radio, head over to the website at mountainbikeradio.com and look at becoming a member or hit the shop over there and pick something up. Some cool stuff up there. Today we have a couple of things we're going to look at, uh, including some special something special that's going on in the Boulder and White Clouds area of Idaho. But first, I want to kick off a little series where we'll go step by step through how to go about building a new trail from the ground up. If I had a dollar for every time the question "Where do I start?" popped up regarding building a trail, I'd have a nicer bike. All too often, the answer to the question is to go to IMBA's website and buy their book, Trail Solutions, which is kind of an internet forum cop-out for there's a lot more to it than I feel like typing. But in reality, it's a good place to start for a lot of reasons. Trail Solutions is a step-by-step walkthrough from scratch to finish product and touches on nearly every topic that you can wedge into the conversation of trail building, starting with land manager partnerships and creating proposals to principles of design of sustainable trail to the tools you need to construct the trail, right down to construction techniques for the actual trail features. It gives a good overview, and by the time you finish the book, you should have a pretty good idea of whether your intentions are to bite off more than you can chew, or if you think you have a pretty good team around you to take on the project. Project you're considering team you ask why yes team i say especially if this is your first project which it probably is if you really need to know how all of this starts and progresses right from the beginning it's very likely to be more than you can handle as a solo project before you even start to dig and if there's one thing i want everybody who sets out to build a trail to know or to to, to do it's to succeed uh, step one is get the book uh, that's that's it. Get the book. Um, let me talk a little bit about a team, though. Who is your team? Uh, who do you you know? Do you already have a team? Does anyone in your team have trail building experience? Uh, the first place to look for people to help you build are the people that you ride with. If you're a lone wolf, it's time to start riding with other people. If you have some trail building experience in that group, that's great. If you don't, at least you have some people that you can recruit to help with your project. But you're still going to need some specialized skills that those people may or may not have. So expand the skill set in your group by reaching out to your closest IMBA chapter. Odds are they have someone there who's written proposals before, who's drawn maps, uh, planned trails, Even if they can't help you build the trail, oftentimes they can help with the groundwork of getting a proposal on the table and getting it approved. If you've never done any trail building before, it might also be an excellent opportunity to get in on a few work days with the club and get some experience and training. Step two is to get permission. Unless you own the land, you need permission from the landowner to build trails. If you don't have permission... At best, you can be run off. At worst, if you're in a park, for instance, you could be fined for destruction of park property. Um, I've seen fines levied against illegal hunters of up to $100 per nail to put a ladder up a tree to hunt from. Fines for illegal pruning of some trees or possibly outright removal of, of some small saplings. It doesn't even bear thinking about. Get 
permission before you start. I can't stress it enough. This is not the place to ask for forgiveness. Uh, that's starting out on the wrong foot. It's going to hamper any further efforts you make, whether you do it the right way or not in the future. So how do you get permission? Honestly, sometimes it's as easy as asking. It's usually not that easy the first time, but in some cases, once you have a reputation, you can probably just ask a parts and recreation director if he'd be okay with putting some trails in a certain park, and he might just say yes. Of course, when it happens, don't just go out and start digging. The first thing to do is say something like, great, I'm really glad you're open to the idea. I'll be back with some papers on a proposal for it for the next few weeks. Do you have time that looks good that we could you know sit down and go over some of it uh, yeah that's right proposals which should be accompanied by a memorandum of understanding or an mou basically it's written permission to build the trails an agreement on what groups can use the trails how they'll be maintained things like that mous are pretty well covered in the book you remember that book trail solutions that i told you to get so i'm not really going to say anything else about them but they're very important let's back up because that was a really easy success let's say you see a piece of land you think would be wicked good for some trails but you don't know who owns it and you don't know where to start finding out one of my favorite tricks for finding out who owns a piece of land is using tax maps. Sometimes it's as easy as on, locating an online G, GIS server, um, geographic information system, for the, the county the property is in. Sometimes you may have to go to the county offices and look at maps or find out who owns the parcel in question that way. But, of course, you may also just know somebody who you know knows who owns the property. That could be a good end. It's important to approach landowners respectfully and professionally. Sometimes they may have no idea what you mean when you ask if you can build mountain bike trails somewhere. It's best if you can start a conversation about who you are and specifically what you're doing rather than just jumping right in to asking if you can build trails on their property. Finally, it's a really good idea to be careful when doing this as well. Depending on where in the country you are, you could be approaching people who are very privacy-oriented, and it's not altogether unheard of, in my experience, to have somebody answer the door with a gun. The key here is to have approached the situation with respect from the start and be calm. Being relaxed, as difficult as it may be, can sometimes net unusual results. Honestly, I've actually asked a person carrying a gun if I could build trails on a piece of land once, but to my surprise, the individual was open to the idea and actually very nice after we talked for a few minutes. I'm going to wrap up right there with the trail building uh, how-to for this episode. Uh, next time, I'll start to talk about what some of the next steps are once you have someone who's at least open to taking the idea, you know, letting you your group build a trail. But I'm also going to give you some extra credit work here, too. While you're looking at Embassite and buying trail solutions, pick up a copy of their book, Managing Mountain Biking, as well. It's Imba's book for land managers about how to go about dealing with having mountain bike trails on their property. Having that handy is going to do a couple of things for you. It's going to give you a lot more ways to answer questions for the landowner than if you didn't have it. And, and also, you know, you can actually loan the book to, to the land manager, or, you know, if they're interested. And, um, you you know, even if you don't get that book back, eventually, if you hand a copy of it to somebody who is willing to let you move ahead with building trails, at that point, every copy that you've handed out will suddenly be paid in full by the satisfaction of getting a green light to build trails. So there's that. Um, 
Yeah, let's go on to some advocacy news then. Um, some news out of New Mexico. The state legislature there is trying to pass a bill that would give private landowners a property tax break if they allowed recreational use of the land. The bill is being supported by the mountain biking community there in hopes of being able to gain enough leverage with some of the landowners to put connectors through for a Continental Divide route. The bill, if passed, would provide the same tax incentive for property owners as they could get for land use such as livestock grazing, grazing, excuse me. <clears throat> the uh, the bill there is uh, available on uh, Legiscan. It's uh, again a New Mexico bill. Uh, it is HB one four one. That's the uh, the bill number there. So you can you can take a look at that if you're interested. Um, and also out of Boulder White Clouds in Idaho, a heads up. Currently, the Boulder White Clouds area is is really it's a huge undeveloped area that's used by all sorts of people for recreation. When I say undeveloped area, I mean this is a it's a vast tract of of just pristine, beautiful land. Um, and they really have some killer rides there. I got into some descriptions of some of these rides out there, and I caught myself daydreaming about getting out there for a week to ride some. The problem right now is that the ability to ride there is actually a little bit in jeopardy due to the introduction of yet another wilderness designation bill for that area. The big problem here is that there's already a large coalition that's pushing to have Boulder White Clouds designated as a national monument. What's the difference, you ask? Simple. The National Monument Coalition has included mountain bikers from the start and won't exclude mountain bikers from the protected areas once it's a done deal, if it ever makes it that far. Meanwhile, the latest wilderness bill that's been introduced does not protect the entire area, and while it makes concessions for several types of recreation, including some motorized recreation, it excludes mountain bikers. Now, you can help, and you can get involved in this by checking the links in the show notes. Uh, there's a blog there uh, from uh, woodriverbike.org and a link to boulderwhitecloud.org where you can sign a petition to support the National Monument designation. And uh, I want to thank Brett and Cameron for taking the time to introduce the issue to me uh, and break it down a little bit and explain exactly what's happening so that uh, so that I could help bring it to you. Uh, y'all take, take a little action on that. Y'all take time to sign that, uh, sign that petition because the idea that uh, they're willing to make concessions for motorized recreation in a wilderness area and not allow mountain biking is is ludicrous um i don't think i need to touch a whole lot more on on how much less impact mountain biking has than uh motorized vehicles but anyway so i I got a little something i i think it's special here um every now and again i'm going to talk about uh cool trails cool rides uh, stuff that i've been on uh and i want to talk about a ride that i took this december is december 31st uh of 2014 um it was it was cold uh, I think the high that day was 29. We had a, a good dusting of snow on the trails. I say dusting like a quarter inch of snow. Um, we went up to the Southern Traverse Trail, which is in Virginia, uh, up above Stokesville. And um, 
Menace Places is back in there. Uh, you're going to lose cell phone signal about 20 minutes before you get to the jumping off point there on the north end of this where you can where you can uh, unload and hit the forest road going up to the trail. Uh, you're, you're 20 minutes, you're done with cell phone reception 20 minutes before you ever get there. It's back in the sticks, folks. It's a great ride, though. Um, you got a, a, a pretty good uh, ride up a forest service road there. You get to the uh, to the single track it's old uh, ccc project from from the 30s um, it's a fantastic trail there are parts there where the trail is you know i don't know 12 inches might be might be pushing how wide it is in places there's not a whole lot there in places you're on the side of a s- steep you know mountain in places because it's a traverse it goes back and forth across the the top of this ridge it's not a real ridge ride in that sense but there's still some uh, some good climbs and sense there uh, because you are going back and forth across the top of uh, you know a, a good sized mountain when it's a good size it's east coast good size folks it's not uh, it's not the Rockies but uh, it's a great ride it's absolutely beautiful. And when I was up there, again, it was cold, dense leaf cover. Um, the trail gets some maintenance here and there, but there's not uh, a real constant maintenance. Of course, it's hard to maintain uh, a, a piece of single track that is 16 miles long and a point to point. Really, the only way you can do that is get a group of people together and go up there and uh, and and ride through it. Uh, with you know the tools that you need to to trim stuff back or to to cut trees off the trail, and there were a couple of good sized trees on the trail. Um, you know it would take it would take a even a pretty good sized chainsaw to remove some of these trees from the trail. Uh, but that said, you could get around them. It was a get off the bike and kind of squeeze through thing in places, but you could get around them. I, I can't stress how awesome this ride was. Uh, this is, of, of course, it's it's one of the Emba epics. Um, the the actual single track part, like I said, it's about fifteen miles. Um, it's narrow. It's technical. It's rocky. Um, it's it's a great ride though the views are amazing right before you get to the south end of the whole thing after you've uh, you, you kind of go past the first sister and you're coming around the backside of the second sister at the south end uh, there's a little trail that goes up to an overlook man we went up there and uh, and that was as warm as i was the whole day because it, it faces south it had been in the sun all day the rocks up there were kind of warm and uh, yeah we chilled out up there for a little while before we started our descent down uh it's about uh I I don't know what about a three mile run back down to the uh, to the Forest Service Road that takes you back out. There's a section of paved road that takes you back to the other end. Hey, advice: if you can shuttle this and cut that section of paved road out, it's not a high traffic paved road. Uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty subdued ride, but it's a long ride on a paved road to get back to where you started. If you can't shuttle it, so if you can do a couple of people, we were lucky enough. We had uh, we had two trucks, uh, four of us up there. And and uh, and so we were able to to park the trucks there off the road and and to shuttle. We didn't have to ride the uh, the, the paved part of this, but um, man, it would have been it would have been killer cold riding that that uh, that road back. So. Uh, this this ride, this kind of ride, if you've never done uh, this sort of epic, you know, I don't know, this is like a thirty mile ride. If you don't, uh, you know, actually think it's longer than that. If you if you don't shuttle it and. 
when you get back up there, like I said, there's no cell signal. You kind of have to be prepared. You got to be uh, ready to take care of yourself. You got to be ready to take care of the people with you. You need to uh, be able to, you know, at least limp your bike along. If you get up there, I mean, that's your long way from anywhere. You might be able to hitch a ride once you get back to the road. But again, that's a low traffic road. So, um, you know, those people are used to seeing uh, people up there on, on mountain bikes that are that are on the trail. It's a popular trail. The folks in there that are in that area, they they know what's going on when they see somebody out there on a mountain bike. If you have a problem, uh, they'll probably give you a lift. They're good folks, but um, you know, be prepared. It's uh, it's one of those rides where you don't want to get up there and have something silly happen and and you have trouble because, like I said, you're not calling anybody off the top of that mountain unless you've got a satellite phone. So. Um, Man, yeah, if you get a chance to, I mean, um, among there's some, some just great rides in that area. Um, but that's, that's one of the rides that, uh, that I've been on up there that is just really and truly, uh, because, because you're going back and forth from side to side uh, of this, of the top of this mountain rather than on an actual ridge ride. It's a fantastic ride. So, uh, if you get a chance to check that out, man, I highly recommend that ride. It's great old school trail. When you hear people talk about, um, you know, old school technical single track, uh, this is one of the rides for there are many in that area that, that do come to mind, but this is one of the rides that I think exemplifies that, that old school technical like narrow tight single track there's nothing there's nothing super flowy about it um it's just a great ride so yeah definitely check that out um I'm going to move on to uh, words about other people's trail projects going on here. Um, so I got an email from Cameron with the Wood River Bike Coalition in Idaho who let me know that they have some trails in an area up there that were hit hard by fires about two years ago, and they're just getting back into some of those areas to get the trails back into riding condition. So if you're in the Sun Valley area and you're looking to help a group out with some trail work, look these guys up at www.woodriverbike.com dot org um Marty sent me word from Rice County, Minnesota, just uh, south of St. Paul there. They have a new group that they've uh, put together up there, the Cannon River Off-Road Cyclists and Trails, or Off-Road Cycles and Trails. Um, Look those guys up if you're in the area. Get hooked up with them. Uh, They've got some new projects going on up there. They're going to put some trail into some parks up there. And it looks like they've they've really got things organized and coming together. I'll include a link to their webpage in the show notes, but you can catch up with them at uh, www.croct.org, or you can email them. Uh, I think you email uh, Marty at, uh, looks like Martini, M-A-R-T-I-N-I, at croct.org. Finally, we got uh, Sorba, Middle Tennessee here. They've got two work days coming up at Bells Bend Park on Saturday, February 21st at 9 a.m. and Saturday, March 14th at 9 a.m. They'll be working on the uh, Gateway Trail Network out there at Bells Bend Park, which I feel is a very important project because it gives beginners a a place to ride uh, some very unintimidated 
intimidating single track that's relatively flat and easy. When they opened up the first section out there, uh, Nashville's Mayor Carl Dean rode around the trail on one of the rental bikes that the park has available and got to see firsthand for for himself just how important trails like this are, uh, because I'm sure he could tell that my son, who was right behind him on the trails there as he was going around, was having a great time. Um, so it's, uh, these trails are a great way to get uh, people, new people excited about riding trails. Uh, the way to do that isn't to scare them to death on a Black Diamond trail the first time out. It's to make sure that they're comfortable and enjoy themselves. Now, of course, you, you might you know run into the occasional adrenaline junkie, and yeah, half of us old school riders were introduced to mountain biking by uh, being you know thrown to the wolves, so to speak. Um, of course, half of that was because there was nobody to show us anything better. We just found the, the gnarliest looking thing we thought we could ride down and took off. Um, but that, that's, that's not the way it's done anymore. Um, people who want to do that of their own accord, they're going to they're gonna find that all by themselves. If you're trying to get somebody who's new to the sport into it and uh, having to show them the ropes, the easy way to do it is to uh, take them out on a good trail like this and make them comfortable, make them want to come back. Because remember, the more people that we have interested in riding, the more leverage we have with government officials when it comes to uh, time to express an interest in keeping or gaining access uh to, to areas you know for, for mountain bikes so if you're uh, if you're in Nashville or even in Clarksville come on give these guys a hand I got to tell you I spent five hours with them on uh, January 31st out at lock four park they're uh, putting in a new section of trail and I got to tell you they're great guys every time I go out and work with them I have a great time uh, always love getting out with those guys and doing some trail work um, if you want to get your work days featured here you want me to put the word out on it you want me to put the word out on your club, whatever, uh, email me, uh, trailcast at mountainbikeradio.com, and I'll get your work days out here. Also, I want to give a shout out to Brad, who commented on the Trailcast Facebook page, and he wanted to know more about protecting himself from liability when you've legally built trails. And I'm happy to say that that's going to be part of the series on building. So we'll get there, Brad. And if you want to get in on the conversation on Facebook, check out the Trailcast page at www www.facebook.com slash trailcast podcast. And on that note, you can also follow along with what I'm up to on Twitter by uh, find, following the handle at Catharius. That's C-O-T-H-A-R-Y-U-S. And on Instagram using the same name, Catharius. So again, I want to thank Ben at Mountain Bike Radio for giving me the forum for this podcast. Head over to mountainbikeradio.com and support them. Check out some of the other shows there. I just got finished listening to uh, the vacuum episode of JRA and uh, and almost ran off the road driving home listening to that. Man, it was funny. I tell you what, um, the the guys from Drunk Cyclist, they got some good beer reviews going on this week. I'm going to see if I can get out and find some of those founders brews myself and uh, so yeah check uh, check out some of the other shows there remember you can get to them through Stitcher you can download the uh, Mountain Bike Radio app from the iTunes store or the Google Play store you can also just grab the podcast through iTunes if you like it hit the rating section give it a review it'll make it even easier for everybody else out there to find the podcast we appreciate that and so uh, folks that's it for episode 3 of the Trailcast thanks for listening and remember you don't need mountain mountains to mountain bike you just need trails 